0: And welcome back to the Trailer Blizzures, a show about movie trailers where we start the show off with Uber Stories.
1: We're going to start with Uber Stories again, and uh, until (laughs) Ben runs dry of them, because I find them to be tremendously entertaining. And also this week is the Dregslands. We are in the Dregslands, deep in the desert, no oasis in sight, except for one called Murderville. Uh... But yeah, we're going to start off with Uber stories.
0: Yeah, so the, the we're in the t- the booger uh, township of the Dregslands. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> uh all right, so la- I kind of teased this one last week, um after you know that the incident where the guy kissed my hand uh, and I was appalled, but uh, so so this is kind of in the this, you know, this first one here is kind of in the same sort of same category. Same
1: category. The same family of of same discomfort. Same family.
0: So so I, I go to this uh, guy's house. He lives out by uh, Birmingham Southern University. I go pick him up, and he's—I'm literally taking him to the CVS to pick up like Dr Pepper or Gatorade or something, and then and then take him back home. Okay. So I, so I pick this guy up, and he, and he starts telling me that his partner has has just moved out. Uh, that he had a big falling out with his partner. And, uh, and, and this is a person that's just, uh, oversharing, like, I don't care about this, you know, but he's telling me all about how, uh, they had this big falling out and they had you know, they had been dating for six years or something. Um, and, uh, and he's in the, uh, the passenger seat on the front seat. He's not, he's not sitting in the back and, um. And and he and, and you can tell he's I can tell outside of my eyes he's looking at me you know mm-hmm. he's just looking at me, and um and so and so he's 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 saying just it's just kind of weird just the vibe is weird and and then he says something to the effect of like y- you should never make an excuse for bad sex or something like that you know and and, and I'm and I'm and I'm going in my mind going uh what. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I, so I go, yeah, yeah, I suppose, I suppose I see what you're saying. Sure. You know, and I, and I, and I'm giving off all these cues, you know, a normal human pick up the cues that, uh you know, I, yeah, it, it's like when, it's like when someone says, man, that is crazy. And you know, if a, if a person says that like two or three times, you should know your story is uninteresting or they're not into it, you know? So I'm kind of giving off those vibes. And, uh, and and he and he keeps um he keeps saying stuff along the lines of like i'm trying to think of like some of the stuff that he said but it was just like i just all i could think about was oh my gosh this is what women feel like when they have unwanted advances <laughs> by men yeah um and this guy was basically trying to kind of get a feel for me to see if I might be interested in, you know, going back home with him kind of a deal. And um, and I was just like, I don't want to be here right now. I just really don't want to be here. I don't want to be in the car with this person. I, you know, I just, I'm giving all the cues that I don't want to really talk, you know, I, I'm just here to drive you to the CVS buddy. You get your, get your Gatorade.
2: Uh, And get out,
0: you know, like that kind of a thing. And, uh, and, and the just, I don't know, man. It was just weird. There's, I can't tell you how many times the vibe was just so weird. Um, oh, oh, uh, you know, I I was going to tell you a different one, Nick. Uh, but I got to tell you the one that my my kids love to quote this one. I, I pick up, I pick up this group of college girls, and they are all, they have all pre gamed it. Okay. So they are all inebriated. And uh, this, so this one girl, so I, I'm just following the GPS, you know, I'm just, I'm in cruise mode, you know, I, this is, so first of all, I should say this, uh, you sort of learn the groups of people that you, that you really don't want to pick up. Okay. And drunk college white girls are at the, the very top of the list. Uh, the other one is, uh, 20 something lawyers, and that's regardless of gender, color, whatever. Uh, you don't want them, okay? And I'll and I'll tell you about that. I'll tell you about that later. But uh, but the, but this group of, of of white like sorority girls pre-gamed, um, and so this one girl says, "Um, and this is the way she said it. Um, he's going the wrong way. <laughs> and and um, and I'm like, and I'm just like, I sort of like mumble under my breath. I'm just following GPS because I I literally don't care about these people. Um, and and the, and and her and she's like, I'm I'm telling you, he's going the wrong way. And then finally, her friends are like, "I'm, honey, I'm sure he it's fine. He's just he's it's doing what the app tells him." No, I I'm telling you, I live down here, and he's going the wrong way. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, and then her friends are like, and then her fr- like one of her friends like leans up and, and she's like. She's like, "Is this is this the way the GPS is telling us to go?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm lit- I have no idea where you're going. I'm I'm literally following the GPS. Like it doesn't even tell me where you're going. I it, I just I follow the GPS." Um, and and then she's like, "Okay, h- honey, honey." She like tries to calm her friend. "Honey, I, I, he's just doing. I'm sure it'll be fine. There's there may be, you know whatever traffic." Um, and so anyway, my kids they love to say that to say he's going the wrong way like that my girls they love oh, saying that's that so good yeah so um yeah so i got a bunch more we'll tell you some more uber stories but uh if you're if you're thinking about doing a ride share just know that the vibe gets weird man especially late at night I, and i'll tell you the the quality of the rider goes downhill tremendously after 10 30 p.m i can only just go ahead and tell you that because you know I only drove drove Friday, Saturday nights yeah. It's risky business
1: Yeah, anything where you have to deal with human beings can go sideways fast yeah. I worked at the front desk of a hotel for a few months Only a few months and, Oh boy And I, I had some weird stuff going on there as well
0: Oh, I believe that uh, So you'll have to maybe cut out some of those pauses And my terrible storytelling on that first one
1: Maybe I'll cut out some pauses
0: Yeah uh, but, honestly, uh, honestly
1: hey. we might need the pauses to make the episode longer because of the lack <laughs> of content that there was this week.
0: And <laughs> uh, uh, the, the, the sponsors are going to be so mad uh, that our, our podcast is not long enough. Uh, well, folks, welcome to the trailer of I'm Ben Moon, one of your hosts, joined by Sir Nick Kelly. That's me, the other one. And uh, we're here to talk about movie trailers, and uh, this is typically where we start hitting the dregs lands. You know, like February, when you get close to February, man, it is just, uh, it's Boogerville.
1: Yeah. February is the worst month for a lot of reasons, chiefly being that it becomes negative 70 degrees here sometimes. <laughs> but there's no entertainment either. Like, there should be, like, all kinds of stuff in February, because I can't go outside because it hurts, and my eyeballs freeze. You ever had a contact lens freeze to your eyeball? I have. Uh,
0: that should not have, That should not be a thing.
1: No, it's the worst thing that exists. So February's bad, and uh, they're not helping with these trailers.
0: Yeah, and I would like to propose that Earth get rid of February and August. Does I that was sound complaining okay to everybody? About
1: February and August specifically earlier today. I was talking to Kevin, and I said August is no good either.
0: And, and you know, Dragon Con is right on the the tail end of August, so I, this is not working for me.
1: Yeah, no, it's not. We get rid of August, we get rid of February. Uh, that is law. And not just, like, we make other months longer. We're removing those periods of time from the Earth. That's what we're
0: doing, folks. That is what we're doing. spoken. Nick has spoken. Nick has spoken. Okay, so let's talk about uh, let's, what we done had watched this past week
1: what
2: we done watched.
1: Ben, what you done had watched?
0: Um, so I'm, I'm steadily going through The Witcher, slowly but surely. Um, Sometimes I feel like nothing's happening on The Witcher, and then sometimes I'm like, ooh, this is cool.
1: Yeah, this season was a little hit and miss. Uh, yeah. On the way through, but it's I think it's because they were making it up as they went because it's not really based on Blood of Elves that well. Yeah. Um, but also, in their defense that book, nothing happens in that book. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, that's just kind of what I get. I, I mean, I, I like that the special effects and stuff are good and I, I feel like they're starting to set things up, but it's just like, as much happen, not much is happening. Yeah. That's how I felt about it. Yeah. The,
1: the promise is that they're going into the, the meat of the storyline from the novels next. So like time of contempt should be the next adaptation. And that is good, and the and the end of the the season made me think that's what they were doing. It's like I said, it's like you got the right answer with the wrong formula. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see you next time.
0: Is that is that uh, witch lady like a Baba Yaga? Is she like a Baba Yaga? Yeah,
1: that that character is a is an original invention for the show, but it's definitely just a Baba Yaga because she got a Baba Yaga chicken like shack.
0: Yeah, chicken shack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Baba Yaga, the witch. They tell stories to children to frighten them. You know Baba Yaga. So I watched that. I've um, been watching Gundam Unicorn. I want to make a statement, Nick. Okay. This, this some of you may not agree with me. Um, Gundam could use a big old helping dose, a big old heaping helping of Western storytelling. Um, there is like the Gundam Unicorn. Um, there's like no comedy in it there's no comedic relief uh it's it's very there's a lot of boring like political some political stuff and not all the political stuff in Gundam is boring but it's just like the slow parts are just there, there's no i don't feel anything you know um the, the Gundam is at its strongest when it deals with the issue of of war and how war hurts civilians and how it's like it's like Gundam is very anti-war, even though it's about war, it's anti-war, and that's when it's it's, its strongest. And, and like one of the reasons I like um, Gundam Zero Zero is that it's like you have the team of Gundams trying to stop war by basically fighting um and so they're they're, they're kind of like terrorists but they're like good terrorists. I don't, it's really weird but it but it it's interesting, you know. But just a lot of the political stuff is just very uninteresting. Um uh, even though Gundam Unicorn is beautiful to watch, the animation's great. Uh, and and the voice acting's fine. Uh, the English voice acting, but man, I don't know. Like I feel like Gundam could just use a western storyteller writing a script for it maybe or something.
1: Perhaps I don't have much context with Gundam because the only one I watched was Gundam Wing and that was like 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. And Gundam Wing is like regarded as one of the weakest Gundam series too. I thought it
1: was pretty good in when I yeah. was watching it.
0: Right. Yeah, well, it's like it was all that we had at the time in America. Like nothing nothing hardly had come out in America. Yep. Uh a book of Let's talk about a book about that.
1: Let's talk about uh how Bryce Dallas Howard is uh transcended to godhood.
0: She really has. I mean, look, uh, Filoni, Bryce Dallas Howard, Favreau—they're the Trinity. They're the Star Wars Trinity. They are. That this was this latest episode, guys. Episode five, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, is one of the best Star Wars things I've ever seen. It is. It's probably the best thing since the Ahsoka episode of The Mandalorian. The best since you know who showed up at the end of The Mandalorian. Yep. The, the, I, it, it may have been, it was close to pitch perfect. And I know that you have one, what is it? One, one criticism, one criti- which is absolutely. It's not even a criticism, criticism.
1: It's just a thing I don't like. Aesthetically. Yeah.
0: It, uh, and and I would totally agree with you. And you're talking about. The slaughterhouse. Yeah. It just looked like an earth slaughterhouse.
1: Yeah. I'm uncomfortable with Star Wars things that look like earth things. So like the Mos Eisley Cantina, it's a bar, but it doesn't look like an Earth bar. It looks like a like right. a weird Wild West old timey bar or something. Yeah. I don't like when when they go to a thing in Star Wars and it's like this is an Earth thing. So the slaughterhouse was weird. It was like a real slaughterhouse with the plastic door things. It was just full of Clatuenians <laughs> instead of people. Yeah, I don't. I it- didn't care for the aesthetic.
0: What did you think about the diner that Dexter Jetster was in? Uh, was it episode two? Yeah, maybe?
1: Attack of the Clones. It's the same kind of vibe. It's the same sort of thing. Also, the sports bar. There's a sports bar in, oh, was it also Attack of the Clones? There's a sports bar, and there's like there's like droids playing like football in the TV. I didn't like that. <laughs> and then, what about the Canto Bike I Casino? Did that, that bother you? Literally what I was going to say next is I don't like the Canto Bike <laughs> Casino either.
0: Yeah, it's um the the slaughterhouse did definitely didn't work for me. Uh, and I was sitting there going like, are those cuts of meat beef? Like you know, are they making them look like alien cuts of meat? You know.
1: Now everything that happened in there story wise was good. It's just the aesthetic of the slaughterhouse looking like like that could be down the street like from my house. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. If I had if I had to put a criticism, that's what it would be. But but literally, other than that, pitch perfect episode, my jaw dropped in that episode. I, I, I like sat up in my seat. I was like, "What are you guys doing? This is awesome! I love this." Uh, it was so. I, God, it was so good. It, it was basically an episode of The Mandalorian, though. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, ten out of ten lore yes. continuity. Yes. B- yes, because yes. First of all, I was so excited when when he was having trouble with the weight of the dark I was like, "Yes!" Because when Sabine was trying to use the dark saber, she couldn't get used to the weight, and she's like, "Why is it so heavy?" And Kanan. Uh, ...told her that it was because she was fighting the crystal and it wasn't accepting her. Which is basically a version of what the armorer said in Book of Boba Fett. Just hers was a more Mandalorian take on that and Kanan's was obviously more Jedi. Uh, Mm. So 10 out of 10 for that. And uh, 10 out of 10 for finally shutting up the people who didn't understand how the Darksaber worked... ...and were complaining that Bo-Katan had it as a gift... Even though Rebels was very explicit in stating how it worked and Bo Katan taking it was not kosher, just people are selective here, have selective hearing and ignore things so that they can look smart on social media by calling out plot holes, Mm. Mm. uh, which 90% of the time aren't plot holes. (laughs) Uh, It's just people were on their phone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So obviously, we don't want to do any spoilers, but there's a shot. Um, of a camera on basically the nose of a of a spacecraft, looking at like you know the cockpit and stuff, and you can see it flying out of a spaceport, and it looks, as I mean, it looks it looks real. It looks I mean it looked as good as anything I've ever seen in Star Wars, and I was like I can't believe that this is a show. Like it looks so good. I just want
1: Bryce Dallas Howard all the time.
0: I can I she has. Really uh she's always been talented, but she's really just stepped it up to that next level.
1: Yeah, for real. I mean,
0: really. Like we you know, when I I put out on Facebook <laughs> and I know that you were like you thought I was inviting trouble, but I said, you know, hey, we're all in agreement, right? That Bryce Alice Howard should, should get her own Star Wars show. And uh and almost everybody, well, I think everybody was like, Yes. Yes, please. You know, there were, I, I didn't have any, like, outright naysayers. So I think it's, like, kind of generally accepted that, man, she's got the chops. She can do it.
1: Yeah, Bryce, Filoni, and Favreau.
0: Yeah, just take over Star Wars, guys. Uh, and I've, I've kind of watched a little bit more of the 90s X-Men, but you you've moved on from the 90s X-Men.
1: Yeah, so Jess and I pretty much powered through 90s X-Men. We were watching, like, five a day. <laughs> and I moved on to Wolverine and the X-Men, which is from... Well, I was gonna say a few years ago, but time is so weird that it was probably like ten years ago at this point.
2: It is from two thousand and eight.
1: Uh, it's yep. it's got Steve Bloom as Wolverine, like he is in Hulk versus. You know, Steve Bloom, uh, AKA Grunt from Mass Effect Two, AKA mm. Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop. So everyone knows and and has got a Steve Bloom character somewhere, and and he's a great Wolverine. Uh, I really like the art of Wolverine and the X Men. I really like the the character design. I like the storylines so far that they're choosing to tell. So it's been pretty good. I, it has Broody Cyclops, which is, I I enjoy Broody Cyclops. He's way more interesting when when he's not happy, because uh, he he's such a Boy Scout character. So when you when you make him into uh, like when you take things away from him, his character becomes more interesting to me. So I've been watching that. Uh, we watched the Bob Odenkirk action movie Nobody, which is on HBO currently. Yeah, what'd you think? And it was pretty good. It was kind of a ripoff of John Wick. Oh yeah. Uh, but it wasn't as good as John Wick. But it was still good because it was Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Like it was a good action movie. It wasn't great. It it wasn't as great. Like John, I'm spoiled because John Wick is so good. And uh, so I was a little spoiled, but Bob Odenkirk rules, and it was worth watching for free on HBO. And then this week, Season 2 of Resident Alien started, and so right before we recorded, basically, we watched the first episode of Season 2 of Resident Alien with Alan Tudyk, and that is still one of the funniest
0: shows that is on TV currently. And what channel is it on, or what is it on?
1: It's on Sci-Fi, but I think you can watch it on Peacock and YouTube TV. Because I watched it on YouTube TV, but they kept saying in the commercials that you could watch it on Peacock.
0: Okay. Yeah, I have uh, I may need to check that out. It's very um, good. I know that. Yeah, you you've always said that. Well, uh, that is what we done had watched uh, this past week and that brings us to the new news.
2: This is the dumb dude's news network.
1: We have a couple items this week not a not a real heavy hitting week along with the trailers but uh nah. they did announce that they have greenlit uh, Mortal Kombat 2 over there at Warner Brothers.
0: They have and I'm happy to hear this because I sort of wanted more. Me too. Um I don't want more of that whatever that character they added was, that kid, that guy. The the was he the main guy? Cole Young. Oh yeah, the guy that was like
1: yeah, he was was he a descendant of Scorpion or something?
0: Uh I don't I, know, but he got some kind of armor and just no nobody cared about him, including me. Yeah. Uh I basically just want Scorpion. Like that's really all I want is Scorpion.
1: Yeah, I want Scorpion Sub Zero. Uh I would like to see like smoke once represented in something outside of Mortal Kombat Two.
0: Yeah. Uh Smoke, Noob Sabot, and uh there's one more. In there? There's a lot. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many of them ninjas. Yep. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, this is good news. And and there's a new. Is there a writer? Who's the writer for this? Uh, oh, Jeremy Slater. He's gonna write the script. He wrote Moon Knight.
1: Well, that's good. I I'm excited about that. I mean, I haven't seen Moon Knight yet, but I love it already. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know what Jeremy Slater has has written. I don't I don't I'm not familiar with him. That's IMDBM. Yeah, it was I IMDb?
1: Jeremy Slater. Well, the first thing that popped up is not <laughs> isn't comforting. Uh he worked on Fantastic 4, but that the bad one, uh, the 2015 oh. one. But oh. he was uh he, that was like the second thing he worked on. So he's he's new to the scene. Uh so okay. he, I don't want to hold that against him too much. Uh he worked on the Exorcist TV series which is reportedly really good. If you like that sort of thing, oh, he worked on the Umbre- Umbrella Academy as a writer. I like the Umbrella Academy and Moon Knight. So yeah,
0: he's the he's the head writer on Moon Knight. Okay, so he must just be kind of coming on the coming ups. Yep. come ups, crazy mix em ups.
1: Okay, Jeremy Slater, we'll watch your. I mean, it's 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 a uh, Mortal Kombat, so the writing barely matters,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? And uh, there's no way you could be worse than Mortal Kombat 2, the original Mortal Kombat. 2. Yeah, I've so. still never
1: seen that one.
0: Oh boy, I've only seen uh, I've
1: seen clips of it like on YouTube. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, it's something. It's something. It has a. You can watch videos on YouTube. that's, like the worst parts of it, and it's that's what uh, I boy, did. It's it's yeah. cringy. Oh yeah, it's cringy. Yep. So um, this is. Uh, Not really news, but I wanted to talk about this. So, you know, we saw the teaser trailer for Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, the new Amazon series. Uh And, uh, And so we just, I didn't think much of it. I thought, okay, this is just a CGI, you know, teaser where they'd show the logo and blah, blah, blah no they put out a behind the scenes for this little teaser thing and it was all practical effects like they literally had a camera they were pouring molten metal and they were moving that camera around in like high speed camera and i was like oh my gosh like they for this little teaser they put in the work and i go my immediate reaction was okay i'm i'm kind of hopeful now because if they're doing the, if they're putting this effort into the into just a teaser, what are they doing for the show maybe?
1: Yeah, it it probably will have pretty good special effects. The practical effects for Wheel of Time were pretty good, and I'm assuming this will have a lot of practical effects. I still have the issue of if it's supposed to be separate from the Peter Jackson ones. I don't like to hold two continuities in my head. I'm 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 a weird canon guy. I like to have a uh a well-maintained canon you know like that makes me enjoy things more and if i have to have two separate ones for lord of the rings i'm gonna get annoyed and if it's like nebulous and i can't choose
0: uh... here here's what i'm hoping i hope that it has a feel a fantasy feel not just some generic oh we want to make this kind of uh you know, just generic fantasy feel. I want it to really have a feel. Almost like a... um, Like an... You know, Oblivion has a feel. Uh, a Krasinski. Is it Krasinski or Krasinski? Kozinski. Kozinski, yes. A Krasinski feel to it. A distinct feel. I want it to feel ancient and fanta- and, and high fantasy...
1: Yeah, I agree. They, no one can do tone like Joseph Kaczynski, so that's a high ask, but <laughs> I would like it to have a tone, yes.
0: Yeah. So, gosh, we still are just really wanting to see what this is like. I mean, I'm just, I'm very intrigued at this point after seeing this behind the scenes thing. Like, I'm very, very intrigued.
1: Yeah, I'm intrigued, but I'm still like, I'm, I'm narrowing I mean, my so... eyes at it, you know?
0: <laughs> sure so go check that out It's uh, you can go watch it on YouTube I'm sure yeah. that's probably where I saw it uh, and then uh, last piece of news here this is so there is no there's literally nothing to talk about in the, in the world of video games right now not that um, we
1: find interesting anyway
0: right yeah so we're not even going to do a video game section which is why I'm putting it here in the, in the dumb dudes news um, but there is uh, the, the Oculus Quest. You're familiar with it. The VR headset. Uh, I own an Oculus Quest 2 VR headset's It's fun. But they are renaming the series since, you know, Facebook renamed themselves to Meta. And so they're renaming their Quest line. They're going to now call it Meta Quest instead of Oculus Quest. Okay. <laughs> A lot of people hate this. Um, I just don't care but um to me it doesn't MetaQuest doesn't sound as good i just i just don't like facebook really so yeah i don't either uh, i don't like the company i don't like just anything really about them but uh so but MetaQuest doesn't sound as good as i guess i'll i'll agree with the critics on that
1: yeah i agree uh i think it's a weird point in the brand to rename it uh it's a little you're a little deep in the in the brand there uh, i don't like facebook i don't like the weirdest the weirdly the best thing about facebook is the movie the social network <laughs>
0: like that's a good movie <laughs> even though, Armie even though hammer it has hammer plays a ca- twins in it yeah you get two cannibals instead of for the price of one yep two cannibals for the price of one um so yeah so so i don't think i'm gonna get the quest three because i want that playstation
1: yeah VR. i'm gonna get the playstation vr
0: now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to compare the specs when all the specs come out, but I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards PlayStation VR. Me too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that does it for the new news, and that brings us to the question times.
2: The Quashterm's storms.
0: Yeah. So this is um, this this is inspired by the book of Boba Fett. So this question uh, the question this week is if you could have any ship from the Star Wars universe what would it be and this and i and the caveat being besides the millennium falcon we all want the millennium falcon yeah no so.
1: millennium falcon answers
0: no millennium falcon don't don't tell us but uh, but i want the millennium falcon wait well, we all hey t- hey kid we all want the millennium falcon there's no mystery there there's no fun in that because we all want it
1: I want the Ghost, which is the ship from Star Wars Rebels. I like I like a ship that you can live in, you know? So it's not just like a fighter jet or something. So I want the yep. Ghost. It's got the best cloaking system. Uh I I assume if I have a ship like that, I get some of the crew, so maybe like Hera the captain and I can hang out with Zeb. So maybe I just want to be on the crew of the Ghost.
0: And and this is where this this question sort of breaks down. So I actually have two answers. Um and for in kind of for that very reason. Oh, if you so, get two
1: answers, then my second one is the outrider, which is Dash Rendar's ship.
0: I almost put that, Nick. I almost
1: put that. Yep, that's my second one. But
0: I didn't. Uh you're you're the no doubt. The Outrider is dope, dude. Like that is a, it's such a cool ship. So um I I thought, hey, i I don't really want to fight in my ship. I want to explore the galaxy. I want a space truck, you know, I want to smuggle. That's what I want to do. Um, I really want to see the sights, you know? So I want a ship that I can see the sights in. And so I thought, well, hey, that'd be really fun to do with my friends. So I want a party barge. And honestly, I think that the CR90 Carillion Corvette is the perfect party barge. It holds 46 crew people. So I can have up to 46 of my friends travel around with me. It'd be awesome. Now, of course, we wouldn't have 46. We'd probably do like half that, 23. That way we can have double-sized rooms, yep. make it a little bit more luxurious. Of course, you know, we'd modify it. Uh, but that'd be my party barge, man. Um, now, if we if we want to go a little bit smaller, say you want to be able to land on in smaller spaceports and stuff like that, the Naboo Royal Cruiser is going to be my go-to there. Um, so that, but of course I'm going to modify it cause it doesn't have any weapons on it. So it needs some blaster cannons and, uh, and, and I want to attach a Jedi starfighter to it. I do not even have to be pretty. It just can literally just be sitting on the top of it or something or the, or the, the belly of it. Uh, just so I have a starfighter if I need to zip around or something like that. Um, it can, and it can also be like an escape pod. It basically but the be Nibu- like
1: one of those RVs that's pulling a truck behind it.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, except to be pulling a you know like a um i'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to think of what car is comparable to a jedi starfighter um maybe like a Lambo maybe since it's got like a Lambo attached to it depends which jedi uh, um it's you know jedi starfighters are real nimble small and nimble uh, so so those are gonna be my two answers but uh, hey folks what What's, what what uh, ship would you like to have in the Star Wars universe? Is it is it Jabba's party barge? I considered is that. Is it? it <laughs> yeah, you did. Is it? Is it the Millennium Falcon? No, it's not because you can't answer that because them's the rules. Is it
1: the Ebon Hawk from uh, Knights of the Old Republic?
0: Is it the J type Naboo Royal Cruiser, the Nubian J type Royal Cruiser? Is it a is it a B wing? maybe it is is it is it a ship with a snow speeder attached to it maybe it's an atst maybe you go imperial maybe you want to um maybe you want to start a star destroyer oh,
1: that that the chimera grand admiral thrones star destroyer or the bad batches ship which is like a modified shuttle
0: mm-hmm, that's cool mm-hmm. there's lots of options out there folks t- t- tell us uh, right into us and we'll tell you later in the show how to write into us won't we? we will Um, And now it's time to dive into a sea of boogers. Folks, it's time for the new-new. No, no. No, no. No, no. No, no. The no-no trailers, folks. We have an Adele Dezine. This is the no-no trailers three. Revenge of the... The no-no trailers three... Uh, Revenge of the Booger Fiends. Yes, no, no, yeah, that's it. The Polter Boogers. No, that's not good. That's terrible. God, that was terrible, Ben. Don't you need to workshop
1: the No No Trailers Three?
0: Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I want to think of one now. That was such a good one. <laughs> that was probably going to be it, though. That's going to probably be the winner. The No No Trailers Three Attack of the Septic Tank Socks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's what this is, though.
0: It, it really is. So there's there's actually a couple of potential gems in here. The uh, and the first one being maybe um, we think could be good. It's Pinocchio. That Pinocchio movie. Uh, who, who who's directing it? Oh, Guillermo del Toro. That's right, that's right. So this is uh, looks like stop motion, right? This
1: trailer is stop motion, and so the cricket uh played by Ewan McGregor in this one-minute teaser trailer was stop motion. We do not know if the rest of the movie is stop motion or live action. We do know that Ron Perlman is in the movie somewhere because it is Guillermo del Toro, and that Ewan McGregor is this cricket, and it is likely going to be a darker take as it is guillermo del toro
0: the the rest of the movie will be stop motion <laughs> yeah this i like the style of this the The stop motion looks great
1: yeah there's very little to say other uh, the stop motion is really good this cricket looks great he's got a little mustache he's ewan mcgregor i like his little cricket house yeah so that's all good there's not very much about this it says a darker version of the classic children's fairy tale of a wooden puppet that transforms into a real boy and we got a pretty good cast we got Kate blanchett we got finn Wolfhard, we got david bradley who is uh, argus filch from harry potter if you are not familiar with him he's in everything ewan mcgregor ron perlman tilda swinton christoph waltz you know everyone in this cast is someone whose name i know
0: yeah Yeah, it's a it's a stellar cast, so um, I think I've got pretty good hopes for this.
1: Yeah, I hope it's good. I hope it's not overly creepy or like it'll be Guillermo del Toro, so it'll be like one notch, like there'll be one notch between good and too creepy.
2: Yeah,
0: probably so. Probably safe to say. Um, the next trailer we have is the best of the bunch. This is what we're most looking forward to, and it's a trailer for *Murderville*.
1: Yeah, this is a hundred percent the MVP of the week. This is the only reason to get out of bed this week for trailers. *Murderville* is eccentric. Ex, huh. *Murderville* is eccentric detective Terry Seattle. Teams, I'm already laughing at it. Teams up with clueless celebrity guest stars to investigate a series of murders in this improvisational crime comedy. This is a high budget improv drama where like this, the sets and the cameras and the lighting and all of like the costume stuff is, is like real detective show high level quality here, yep. but there's no script. It's improv and Will Arnett's playing this like hard boiled detective. And I don't think he's, he didn't break at all in the trailer. Some people are breaking cause he's Will Arnett and he's hilarious, but like, Ken Jeong is in this, and and Conan O'Brien, and and Annie Murphy, and Kumail Nanjiani, and for some reason, Marshawn Lynch, who I'm pretty sure... Isn't he a football man? (laughs) I I,
0: I couldn't tell you. Is he a football man?
1: I think he's a football man. I'm going to click on him real quick. Yeah, he's a football man. He was on the Seattle Seahawks.
0: (laughs) Is it that the whole thing is improvised, or does the, the cast have a script, but the 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 celebrity guest does not have a script. The
1: supporting cast has a script, and Will Arnett has like a loose script. But Will Arnett's okay. also driving the improv here. Uh, he's okay. he's doing the yes anding here, and so the, whoever the guest star is is like Ken Jeong or or Annie Murphy or Allison Becker. They're going in cold, you know, and uh, they're just going to be laughing because will arnett's playing this character so seriously oh i love will arnett so much
0: so this trailer nick i laughed out loud a bunch of times
1: pretty much every time it cut to a new scene something made me laugh in it
0: oh my gosh i actually cannot wait for this i think this is going to be hilarious comes out
1: february 3rd my favorite two things in the trailer where uh, Conan O'Brien with his last name, where Will Arnett kept adding, he kept adding to his last name. <laughs> it was
0: so good, it might have been the best part.
1: <laughs> and then just the whole part with Andy Murphy in the disguise.
0: What's your name?
2: Todd Caring. His name is Todd Caring. Son. Berg. Carrington Berg. I'm sorry. Todd Carrington Bergson and Field.
0: Oh, yeah, that disguise. Oh, my God. I can't wait for this. It's so funny looking. Yeah, this is going to be I'm great. laughing just thinking about it. Uh, rarely does a trailer make me laugh this much. So I think, I think this show is going to be just killer. I
1: think Will Internet's one of the most underrated gems of human beings in comedy. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie <laughs> Semi-Pro? Great. No. Okay, it's, a, it's not the best comedy movie. It's a Will Ferrell movie with, with uh, bas- about basketball. And it has right. some real good stuff. Overall, it's not that great, but there is a part where I think Andy Richter calls—he's—they're like joking around, like in the office or whatever, playing poker or something. And Andy Richter calls Will Arnett a jive turkey, and he gets so mad about it that he like pulls a gun on him, and everyone's like, "Whoa, whoa! He, he didn't—he didn't mean it." And it's like they're acting like it's the worst thing you could ever call someone in the history of the. It's so funny, like. He plays it so dead to rights too. I just love Will Arnett.
0: He's he's great. He's he's so funny. So I didn't know it was coming out that soon. So February third, man. I'm I'm gonna we're watching this day yeah, one. Yeah,
1: me too. Definitely, Murderville. Yep.
0: Hey, you know what? We're not gonna watch day one. The rest of these. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of these uh but the the next one that we're not going to watch is they live in the gray yeah
1: so this the plot of this is this follows a young social worker who must stop a supernatural entity that is tormenting the family she was investigating in order to save the parents from losing custody so anyway this is a really low budget movie it's high frame rate looks really cheap and terrible it's the most tropey trailer of all time
0: it really is. It's uh, it's an amalgamation horror. That's what I'm gonna start calling these amalgamation horror because it's just an amalgamation of all the horror movies before it. And but this time it's at 60 frames a second. <laughs> yep. Big poop sound. Poop emoji.
1: I, the only reason that I want to talk about this is the title. The th- they live in the gray is an awesome title.
0: Oh yeah. Oh no doubt. It, it's awesome. It's title. evocative.
1: It's creepy. It's great. And it reminds me of the other. The my favorite title. For anything in any media there's a sci-fi book and it's called the dark between the stars and to me that's just the hundred percent coolest title for anything ever so naturally i, I read these there's three books i think and i read them did not deserve that title it didn't deserve it if you're gonna uh. have that title you have to earn it so you have to if you have if you're writing a book and it's called The Dark Between the Stars, you literally have to write the best sci-fi thing ever written because it has to match up with that title. And this yeah. this title is not as good as that, but it's better than the movie is.
0: Hmm. So this title is wasted, unfortunately, yep. uh, for this low-budge, uh, big poop energy. So bye. We won't see that. Uh, so the next trailer we have here is The Endgame.
1: Yeah, this is a Pulse pounding, high-stakes thriller about Elena Fedorova, a very recently captured international arms dealer and brilliant criminal mastermind who even in captivity orchestrates a number of coordinated bank heists. So this star is Marina Baccarin, and that's all I have to say about it.
0: Yeah, this didn't look good to me. Um, I know that Marina Baccarin does it for you, but she doesn't do it for me.
1: Maybe that Uber guy had the right idea after all. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know i just you know she but she never really did it for me back in uh in uh firefly either i don't know i just she falls in the category of um oh what's her name uh prometheus charlize theron Char- charlize theron i don't i like Char- i don't find charlize theron attractive i
1: i can get with that one uh marina background i think is one of is like a ten, like I give her full marks, but I oh, wow. I also have ones though that like people would would say the same thing to me that I said to you about the Uberman I don't think Margot Robbie is attractive.
0: Okay, now 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 I don't now uh, now I see where you're coming from with Marina Backen because that's we, we that's we you flip the script uh-huh. on
2: that one, you flip the script all around, baby. And it's
1: it there's it doesn't make sense because she's like fully my type of a tall blonde, you know but it just doesn't doesn't work. Like I see Margot Robbie and I'm like, "Okay. Like I'm sure you're very nice and cool. <laughs>
0: uh also extremely beautiful, but I mean, you know, different strokes for different folks.
1: Yeah, I think she just looks like a like one of I, all those Australian women look exactly the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you look like a generic. They're all just attractive Australian women.
1: Branched off of Nicole Kidman somewhere down the evolutionary line, and and haven't gone back.
0: Mm. clones of Nicole Kidman. Yeah, clone. you
1: know you got Samara Weaving, Rachel Taylor, Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie. They all have very similar looks.
0: Yeah, kind of like all those English women look. Yeah, thing. they all look well, like Kira Knightley. <laughs> but none of them. But none of them can can compare to uh, Agent Carter man.
1: Oh yeah, well. She's she's on another level. H-
0: Haley Atwell is ooh big. No mean. argument. There. So yeah, so this is this in-game show, NBC show. It just I don't know. It's it looks it's just a touch cheesy, a touch too cheesy for me. Yeah, I don't
1: think it looks good. I just wanted to look at Miranda back <laughs> And
0: and um, and I suppose you will if you watch it. Uh, Alright, so the next trailer we have here is Space Force Season 2, and I feel about this like I felt about the first season, which is, I don't think I'm going to watch this.
1: The first season was not good, although it did have one really good line per episode. That is not enough to carry an entire series. I did watch no. the whole thing.
0: I uh, I can't believe you watched the whole thing. I was thinking about that when I was watching this trailer. Did you watch yeah, the, whole the whole thing?
1: Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I was watching it when I was eating dinner. So like what what ma- it doesn't matter I just watch these shows when I eat. Uh, it was worth the one <laughs> line. Also, I really like Tawny Newsom, and she's not in hardly anything, so I have to take what I can get with her. And she's in this. Um, I the things that I have to say about this are his daughter played by Diana Silver's is a hundred percent turning into Anne Hathaway like, like illegal cloning secrets turning into she. i thought it was Anne hathaway the first time i showed her but i was like but she looks too young and then i was like no that's his daughter from the first season she's just turning into Anne hathaway and, and then uh the one the one guy says jive par-, he goes give me a hit of that jive parsley <laughs>
0: that was, that uh, was i
1: cool. laughed at that it made me think of will arnett and the jive turkey
0: so the trailer follows the same rule of the first season which is there's one good line in it <laughs> yep yeah, the Jive Parsley. The Jive Parsley was a good line, uh, and that's it.
1: In order to, because the first season everyone kind of agreed wasn't good, so maybe this one is better, like maybe they had to prove that it was better, but it's Greg Daniels who usually makes good stuff, and the cast is so good, but the first season was just so bland.
0: You know, I, I sort of think about how the first season of Parks and Rec wasn't all that great and then by season 2 they they hit a stride and it was like, "Oh my gosh, this is like the best yeah. thing." Um so I wonder if that's how they got this greenlit, but I I, I go like, "Guys, I don't know that anybody that like really liked that first season." Also,
1: Parks and Rec season 1's only 6 episodes and the first season of this was 12, so
0: I did not know that first se- season was only 6 episodes. Yeah.
1: Also made by Greg Dang. Daniels.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, I'll miss this. Are you going to watch yeah, this? Yeah, I'll check it out. See if it gets okay. better.
1: I, like I said, I really like Tanya Newsom. She's not in enough stuff. Uh, so I'm going to watch this just because she's in it sometimes.
0: Well, you'll just have to let us know how it is. Uh, next trailer we have here, A Writer's Odyssey. Yeah,
1: so this comes out of February 12th or something, and... That was in China. No, February twelfth, twenty twenty one. It came out in China. It comes out March eighth here. So this is a, a Chinese movie. I think we talked about the Chinese trailer for this a long time ago. I think we did
0: too. Yeah. So
1: now it's coming to the U.S. Uh, it fully has video. It's like a. It's the most video game graphics of anything I've ever seen.
0: Hundred <laughs> percent. It's it's video game graphics with BCE uh, big Chinese energy. Uh and as far as the story goes, it's basically Chinese never ending story.
1: Yeah, only with the added bonus of being half video game. As as Strong Bad yeah. would say, these graphics are state of the art. Whoa man,
2: these graphics are state of the art.
0: <laughs> they're they're very much uh video game graphics. I don't think I'm gonna watch this.
1: No, me neither.
0: You know, there's a lot of stuff on, like, Netflix these days from China, and, like, I've added some of it to my watch list, and I never click on it. I never watch it. Yeah, sometimes it I want to do that, that too,
1: but it's like, I'm too tired to read the movie right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, So we'll probably miss a writer's odyssey, most likely, but uh, let us know if you're like, guys, this looks awesome. Let us know if you think that. Uh, next trailer here is Ted K. Yeah,
1: this is an exploration of Ted Kaczynski's life in Lincoln, Montana and the years leading up to his arrest as the Unabomber. This stars Shalto Copley, who we all know and love as Weakus.
0: Weakus from the movie. Yeah.
1: Weakus from the movie. Uh, he's kind of uh, turning into sort of like a Ethan Hawke type guy with his long hair in this. and
0: uh, He's doing crimes. Yeah,
1: doing some Ted Kaczynski comes, going to leave me out in the forest, blow some people up. Uh, I have a friend whose name is, is not Ted Kaczynski. His name is Jason. But he looks like Ted Kaczynski, so we call him Ted. And we call him Ted only. Like, we never call him Jason. And uh, we, we called him that so much that one time, my aunt was like, is Ted's full name Theodore? And we all just slowly turned and looked at her, and she went, oh, yeah, it's Jason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's how much of a Ted he is, and uh, possibly a Unabomber of some kind. I, he could be. He's very reclusive. But uh, Ted Ted K., this looks like a good movie about Ted Kaczynski.
2: Uh, all only bombs that uh, Jason does is uh, when he's in the bathroom.
1: <laughs> Not going to argue that. <laughs>
2: this does look
0: very well made it looks good i'm sure it's well acted i don't know that i'll ever see it
1: yeah i this is something that i could watch if it was on hbo or something and i was it was like late at night and it was only me i might watch it but i don't know i probably won't
0: yeah like it's this is this stuff really happened and like a lot of people got hurt and killed and that's terrible and i don't Like I know, I kind, I, I don't, I, I will say I don't know much about him before like his big stuff that he did. You know, he was like a weird
1: genius MIT guy.
0: Man, why couldn't you have just, um, I don't know,
1: made inventions that like help people? Because sometimes if people are weird geniuses, they go insane. He was, he turned into a manifesto guy. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't
0: care for his life choices. Get, get a hobby. He did. (laughs) <laughs> it was just a bad. Well, <laughs> it was a bad hobby, the worst kind of hobby. Um, so yeah, this I don't. I'll probably never see this. Yeah, vikis does crimes. Although he is a good actor. What's his Charlotte name? Charlton Copley. Charlton Copley. I'll never remember his name, but he's a good actor.
1: Yep, he is. I like him.
0: Yep. Uh, next trailer we have here is "The Cursed." Very generic name.
1: Yeah, this is uh, a horror movie that actually I thought aspects of this look kind of good this one it looked like it had some of those creepy vibes like there's like a swamp thing scarecrow monster thing that looked kind of cool and then i was kind of like is this a werewolf movie the the plot is in rural 19th century france a mysterious possibly supernatural menace threatens a small village john mcbride a pathologist comes into town to investigate the danger and exercise some of his own demons in the process and uh, those who are familiar with french folklore and monsters and and whatnot may may think of the werewolf thing because in rural 19th century france there was a string of of werewolf attacks and there was these guys that were like burned at the stake for being werewolves but they were like weird cannibal feral people and there's one guy that supposedly had this magic belt that he would use to transform into a werewolf
0: is this what Brotherhood of the Wolf is based on?
1: Uh, what's Brotherhood of the Wolf?
0: That French movie with the the guys that is it? Is it called Brotherhood of the Wolf?
1: Oh, oh, I I know I know what this is. Yeah, Brotherhood of the yeah, Wolf. Yeah.
0: Um, Le Pacte des Loups.
1: It might be. I haven't seen
0: this. Oh, you never saw no. this? It's it's the plot is loosely based on the real life series of killings that took place in France in the 18th century and the famous legend of the Beast of. Give yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, you should watch this. Maybe I will.
1: Um, but I was assuming that this, the cursed, is also based on that, the beast of Gavardon or whatever. It could be.
0: Okay. I'm not sure. the 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 aesthetic of this was death to nappy.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Death to nappy. <laughs> death to nabby This. The, you know, this whole week um, it feels like like a year and a half ago when it was like half the trailers were horror movies. You yeah, know? yeah, it does. It kind of feels like that again this
1: week because is always horror movies. I, yeah, if that's this all the, is yeah. a werewolf movie, I'll be slightly more interested in it. Uh, although I really, I really like the Bad Joe Johnston Wolfman movie. I know it's not good, but I, it has such good lines in it from Anthony Hopkins. You know, you know, I've quoted them many times. There's
0: you, you have yeah, this. This podcast is no stranger to the quotes. I'm going to say them again.
1: <laughs> the best two lines in that movie are Anthony Hopkins saying, "Terrible things, Lawrence. You've done, You've terrible, done terrible things." Terrible and things. also, uh, look into my eyes, Lawrence. I'm quite dead. It's so good. I love Anthony Hopkins. <laughs>
0: Lawrence. Um, Alright, so the next trailer here is Tollbooth.
1: Yeah, okay. This is a darkly comic thriller about a lone toll booth operator with a past that is fast, fast catching up with him. This is a British movie and it's a bunch of people who are fed up with uh, Michael Smiley, the tollbooth operator. Is it Irish? Is it an Irish movie? Yeah, it's probably Irish uh, looking at the cast. Yeah, th- these are all Irish names. Yeah, okay. This is an Irish movie. Uh, it's got Ewan Rian. I don't know how to pronounce his name.
0: Uh,
1: from Game of Thrones, he was Ramsay Bolton.
0: He was also in that terrible uh, in- Inhumans yeah, show, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean. he was, he was
1: <laughs> Maximus or Maximillionaire. I'm not super familiar with Inhumans as characters. I never read Inhumans comics. But yeah, this doesn't. I don't know. I I don't. I can't remember what the plot was, and I just read the synopsis. (laughs) So this is one of those ones where it's like, this might be real tongue in cheek and good, but the trailer wasn't
0: very good. Ten dollars says this doesn't even exist. That's
1: probably it. You've hit the nail on the head. This is the company that makes trailers that for like that
0: don't exist. Yeah, this doesn't exist. Like this, this will come out in one town in Ireland. In Ireland, yeah. Not say it for Ireland. Only way you get to see this show. Hmm. Potatoes. Potatoes. So, yeah, this, I don't, I mean, the, yeah, it doesn't look bad. It didn't look bad. It just doesn't look like it exists. Yeah, it doesn't look
1: like it, it might be real tongue-in-cheek and smart and good, but
0: yeah, it's just maybe it's so. never going to come out. And $10 also says that if you somehow find this and watch it, that if you're an American, you will have to turn on subtitles at some point because you won't be able to understand Unless
1: you it. live next to an Irish bar as long as I have.
0: Irish bar. 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 Uh, So, yeah, so that's Tollbooth. All right, the next one is The Rising.
1: Plot of this is, Nev Kelly, no relation, discovers she is dead. She's scared and confused by this new existence. But when she realizes she has been murdered, she's furious. She's determined to find her killer and get justice, believing that it was someone she knew. And if the plot of that sounds familiar, that's because that is also the plot of the lovely bones starring Saoirse Ronan and unfortunately also Mark
0: Wahlberg um I feel like this week is people the theme is people dying but you don't know who done it or what done it
1: yeah that's pretty much it it's more fun when it's murderville
0: it really is uh you're definitely right on the, right on with the lonely lovely bones vibes that's that's spot on I just I want Murderville. That this that's guys. There's enough um, misery in the world right now as it is. Um, having to stay home with your kids because they somebody at their school got exposed. You know they were exposed to COVID, even though they never got COVID. So you just have a normal kid at home, and while you can't work, and uh, and other people are dying in the real world. So you know I need Murderville.
1: Yeah, I want Murderville badly.
0: I don't I don't want horror movies. So we will miss the Rising.
1: I will just listen to the Bruce Springsteen album, The Rising, instead.
0: And it's probably probably better. You're probably better for it. Yep. Uh, the next trailer is The Fear Index.
1: The Fear Index is a scientist turned Wall Street tycoon becomes the target of a plot to destroy the world's financial markets, uh, which is a plot that I did not understand from the trailer because the trailer was nope. so boring that I could not pay attention to it.
0: No. This had low-budget energy. Yep. Um, it, it, this was the second trailer for Sky, Sky, a channel called Sky. Is that a European yeah, channel? Yeah,
1: Sky 1 is is like one of the BBC networks.
0: Okay. Yeah, this, this seems a pretty low-budget, but it does answer the question, our question about what is Josh Hartnett doing? Well, he's in low-budget European shows.
1: Yep, here he is. Josh Hartnett, formerly of Armageddon. <laughs>
0: Uh, formerly of the terrible love triangle in Pearl That's Harbor. That's what I
1: meant. I said Armageddon. I meant Pearl Harbor. Some Michael Bay movie. I said the wrong Michael Bay
0: movie. I, I'm not even mad at yeah. you.
1: Oh, uh, he was also the werewolf in Penny Dreadful. So
0: you know this, um, and so the, the part of this part, only guys, only part of this plot is something that I find interesting, is that markets are often uh, reactionary, and they reaction the reaction is like based on fear a lot and so I I think this guy comes up with an algorithm or his comedy comes up with an algorithm or whatever that can like sort of predict the market based on people's fears which makes a lot of sense That's like a good like writing prompt on Reddit you Uh know what I mean but what they've done around it is completely boring and uninteresting I
1: think it's it's, uh, academically interesting and not interesting in a entertainment space
0: and you having said that out loud, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think I agree with you. Yep. So we will miss the fear index. Uh, and then the last trailer, the Adele DeZinth trailer, is a final trailer for Uncharted. And
1: why are we still talking about Uncharted? It's because I wanted to have 12 trailers and <laughs> this was
0: there. This trailer feels like it came out 10 years this ago. This is
1: Jerry Bruckheimer uh, 2005 trailer vibes. Yep. Yeah. This feels like Pirates of the Caribbean National Treasure Era movie. Which, you know, I enjoy those movies. Yeah. But it's just it really, really feels like it's an old movie.
0: I feel, like I feel like whoever cut this trailer didn't care. Did you did you feel that? I way? did. I
1: feel like they were like, Oh, it's coming out it's coming out February eighteenth. We only have to market this for a little while longer.
0: Yeah. I, I just feel like it was um Not very polished, like in the way they cut it.
1: And uh, I just... I really don't like Mark Wahlberg.
0: I have no strong feelings towards Mark Wahlberg at all. But the more I see about this movie, the less I care. The opposite of what they're trying to do is happening. Yeah, it's
1: not not working for me. It's not
0: working for me. I don't... I just... And maybe it's because I am not a big Uncharted fan to begin with. Um... You know, Indiana Jones created this genre. Yeah. And the only things we've had since then are two video games that sort of fall into that. Uh, National Treasure kind of comes close. I
1: have room in my heart for Indiana Jones and Laura Croft, and I do not have room in my heart for Nathan Drake.
0: Yeah, I think I probably fall in that camp, too. I
1: just don't care. And I didn't like the... I tried to play the games. I just don't care.
0: Yeah, they're just... Yeah, I just don't care. And if you
1: don't care... (laughs) You can follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Trailer Podcast, and if you if you so choose, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail dot com. Uh, if you want new episode release updates, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore Blazers. Uh, but do not try and contact us on Twitter; I do not check the notifications. If you are feeling generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction. And if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to tell you what happens.
2: Level wizard. If you go on live little five-star riding on Apple Podcast, which does help to show these fellas over here, and they need all the help they can get. That's not the smartest bulbs in the box. But uh, if you did that, we're going to make a movie. Look, they make a movie about fellas who do crimes. And, uh, well, and and womans who do crimes, too, like that background lady. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a movie about somebody who maybe hadn't done the best in his life. And that person is quick Mickey. So maybe we would do like a, that period of my life where I was a welder on the pipelines. And uh, maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't do a couple welds so good. And maybe there's a little bit of leak in those. Uh, pop, and maybe there was a fire, and maybe I burned a couple acres of forest, and you know, something like that. But it's, but make it interesting. You gotta add drama, you gotta add a feeling in there. So, uh, so quick, Mickey could be an anti hero. Uh, but, uh, you ju- at least you gotta make it interesting. We're not, na- and we're not gonna have Josh Hartnett in it, and, and we're not gonna let Sky Network pick up the show. Because we all say what they can do. And we also won't let Saban pick up the show. You gotta be choosy. Because choosy moms. Choose Jeff. And that's the tip.
1: Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I uh, hope my murder is solved by Will Arnett. Happy Trailsers.
0: And I'm Ben Moon, and $10 says that I don't exist. Happy Trailsers. And this guy was basically trying to kind of get a feel for me to see if I might be interested in the Our megadon.